Manimal here. It's Friday, June 23rd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I go around Major League Baseball. We've got some Rangers news and notes. We've also got a little bit of minor league news, and we've got some box scores that we go over. We're going to preview tonight's game with New York, so join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love rangers baseball and we want to thank you for making us the first or even last listen of your day this is your boy kev aka ybk kevin frazier and uh, you can follow me on social media at kevin lee frazier that is f-r-a-z-i-e-r and don't forget to follow texas rangers with the boys on social media at tx rangers wtb and don't forget to check out our website texas rangers with the boys.com all one word all one word look at that we did it together and uh, yeah, man, uh, joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy, out there in the middle of nowhere? And where can they yeah. find you on socials? Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm out here. Uh, uh, literally, like, I'm in, like, probably, like, 40 miles from anything, but I'm in the busiest parking lot <laughs> my entire life. So I don't know how that happened. Uh, but this <laughs> room that we have, it has, like, a queen bed a twin bed and like eight fucking bunk beds. Sorry. Excuse nice. me. Like I was just so excited about all the bunk beds in there. Like there's only three of us, but I plan on using all eight of those bunk beds to some point tonight. For, um, for some reason. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. By for, the way, we, now we have to put the little E for explicit on the show today. So, Oh man. Well, I'm not going to put that on there because I think most <laughs> of the people that listen to our show are grown ups and can handle, I'm going to handle one of my, my F bombs. And, you know, the other day I got excited and had a segment. So you never know, you know, you don't know. Um, like, but I think we keep it PG-13 because we're talking about, like, you know, like doing the. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying. You yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah, so we're, it's, saying. A P, it's a PG-13 F, you know. So, but, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. I'm taking the missus to Santa Fe tomorrow so she can uh, she can gamble and do the things that she likes to do because I just spent, like, the whole day in Colorado and we spent two days in Yellowstone and Montana and, you know, believe it or not, Montana, they, uh, they uh, partake these days. So, but anyway, oh, that's, oh. that's a different, different podcast. I think, uh, yeah. uh with yeah. the, with the cousins up there in, in Oakland, that's where that, that podcast hmm. comes into play. But anyways, um, you can find me out there on Twitter, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and uh, Facebook, TikTok, Bull Pro. I know you got a Facebook. I don't care. You know, uh, that's the easiest way for me to talk to you about baseball is Facebook. So send me a send me a friend or find me on your favorite uh, social media platform. So what, what are we talking Beautiful. about today? Well, first of all, just think back going to the explicit thing. Uh, if you do, uh, if you do watch Stranger Things, there's there's an f bomb in that too. So. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're doing okay. 
I thought that would be a good little tidbit of information. But oh, you know what? This I is not a show about strange Stranger strange. Things or well, me too. Me too. Well, and yeah, and and, and a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people I know love that show as well. So, anyways, moving right along to around the league news, there is some. Hey, real quick, real quick. News. Oh, quick though. So, like real quick, I'm 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 an L guy. Like that's my favorite character. Just real quick for everybody. I mean, I wouldn't want oh. to not know who my my favorite character is. And uh, followed by the kid with no teeth. I can't ever think of his name. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a, he's a, he's pretty he's a pretty funny guy. Uh, I don't know his actual name, nor do I know his name in the show. But he does wear cool hats. So, always, uh, always. Yeah. Well, speaking of cool hats, I don't know what that has to do with Mike Zanino uh, being released by the Guardians or Daniel Norris being also designated uh, by the Guardians. But there he goes. Your your yeah, the, the your yearly Guardians news. The youth, the youth movement is starting in, in in Cleveland, and you've seen it with a lot of these guys that have, they've rode these last couple of years trying to get them prepared for helping this team win. They've kind of taken some step back this year. They went out and got Zunino on a one-year, and that didn't work out. And it looks like uh, Daniel Norris, who uh, I want to say he was an old Tiger and uh, possibly used to live in his van at spring training and stuff. Like, so maybe I read, saw some stories about that. I, I might have brought him, like, I might have put him on there just so I could talk about him living in a van down by the river. Mm, van like, down by the river. Yeah, that's that's a mm. 1990s joke for the, for the old people that listen to this show. <laughs> you know, um, and I know you're, you're having some struggles with some background noise there. And, uh, and and I just want to relate because this dog next door hasn't barked all night long. And I've been sitting in the same spot since 8 o'clock Central, and now we're at 11.30 Central. And, and this dog now has just decided that it's just going to bark mercilessly. So well, if you guys are hearing a lot of background noise for, from our show today, you know what? We love you for sticking, sticking with us. Yeah, it's the parking um, lot, man. The parking lot the dog. <laughs> Well, uh, I do have a, I will have my own little studio in our new con, in my new condo. So, so I'm looking forward to getting that put together. But John Singleton elects free agency after getting DFA'd. A lot of this going on around the league right now. Yeah, yeah. It's that time of year where these guys that they brought in on one years are brought in as minor league contract guys and they didn't stick with the club. They're pretty much designating them once they clear waivers. You know, those guys get to make their own decision on what they want to do. And most of them at this point in the season aren't going to take an outright to the AAA. They'd rather find a different contract that puts them on something a little bit better for themselves and their position as of right now instead of that minor league deal. So that's kind of happening. Um, and that'll probably, you know, that'll happen with Zunino and those guys. He's not going to take a AAA assignment. And, you know, and if he does, it's going to be for a winner and not for, you know, a team like the Guardians that are are fast track in the rebuild. Yeah, and the Guardians might be a good little spot to to look for some uh, for some help around the trade deadline because they're not a bad team. They're just not they're just not the team they thought they were going to be. Oh, they're a little um, banged up. A a guy that I really like a lot, uh, Brian Reynolds, went to the IL. Uh, hate to see that. Hopefully, he comes back. Uh, he comes back healthy because. Uh, he's a heck of a player, man. Like I, yeah, I don't know what his numbers look like this year. I haven't really checked, but but the eyeball enough. test. He's a ball, yeah, he's a ball player, man. Watching him play baseball, he's the kind of guy that you feel like can help a winning team win uh, because yeah. he just does well, a, lot a lot of the, of the stuff that 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 don't show up, doesn't show up necessarily in your in your stat sheets. 
a lot of the reasons why the Pirates are better this year is because of the leadership role that he's taken on there and what he's been able to do, and especially with him and Kutch kind of coming back in there and giving him that, like, mm-hmm. giving him the reins and stuff and, like, letting people know, like, hey, this is the guy, this dude is for real, and him taking on that club-friendly deal with the Pirates to stay there. So, you know, I mean, they're winning right now. They're them and the Reds. Who'd have, who'd have said Reds and Pirates in that central? I would have probably – I think I probably had them in last, you know, like so. So it's right. good to see, um, you know. The, the youth movement is happening in that NL or NL Central. And, and, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of fun young guys playing baseball right now in that in that NL Central. And, uh, um, you know, it's showing in the stats with uh, Cincinnati or in the standings with Cincinnati and uh, Pittsburgh being their one-two. Well, and uh, just, to, just to be Debbie Downer here, it looks like the, the Pirates are actually on a 10-game losing streak while the Reds are on a forever game winning streak uh, and they have slipped uh, to fourth in that division, but they have been good all year long. And I agree with you on, on McCutcheon that, you know, it's kind of revitalized his career a little bit. So I'd like to see that uh, unless, uh, but Hey, you know what, let's talk some Rangers baseball since this is a Rangers podcast. Oh, oh, and uh, I'm sorry, some old man and his dually stopped right out here in front of me to make sure it hit us with his diesel uh, engine. I, I'm, <laughs> oh, sweet. We start, can we start that back over? I mean, if we're going to have it happen, we might as well have some fun with it, right? <laughs> well, so the Rangers, this is a Rangers podcast, so let's talk about the Rangers here. Uh, Rangers leading the AL West by five and a half games now over uh, Houston, six yeah, games nice over the Angels. Nice lead. They're feeling. You got to be feeling good about that. And I mean, it could well, have been. And, and, it could have been bigger. I mean, the the Rangers yeah. were in position to win all three of those games with Chicago this week. Yeah, and it it just kind of goes to show, you know, how we were saying, hey, you know, tough tough stretch of games doesn't mean it's the end of the world, and they're going to happen throughout the year. But in baseball, what's funny is is that you have if you can mitigate those tough stretches and keep winning the series that you're supposed to win. Um, you know, your lead can grow pretty big and it just kind of creeps up on you. And all of a sudden uh, you, you're at five and a half where a couple of weeks ago, we were real sweating it out at, I think two games at or two, two and, and a half, half games. Yeah, two and a half, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, it, it just keep winning, keep being consistent. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about uh, the team's uh, consistency that's, as of late. That's the largest lead in the American league uh, of any team in the American league, even Tampa Bay. Baltimore is closer to Tampa Bay than than Houston is to Texas right now. Well, yeah, that uh, AL East and AL West have a handful of really, really all the teams but one uh, in those divisions right now are are good baseball teams and uh, pretty much can beat anybody on any given night. And the Seattle Mariners right now, if they were uh, in any other uh, in the central division, would be it looks like a half game out of first place. So uh, that the, the AL West and the East are both uh, really competitive this year with a lot of good teams. And you got to think that the likelihood of the American League uh, representative in the World Series this year is probably going to come out of one of those two divisions. And let's just hope it's the Rangers, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, no. Sandy Leone, San, that's why I'm just moving right along. Sandy yeah, Leone and uh, Yoshi Suit Sugi are out getting their outright release. Yes, they've taken yeah. their release from the minors. 
yeah, you know, it's that time. I mean, both guys, there, there isn't that uh, major league prospect for those guys right now, um, and and no one else is, you know, breaking down their door to give them a big league contract. So they're going to go look elsewhere, see if they can find a job playing in the big leagues, and see if they can uh, see if that's the, the case for them. I say Andy Leone's played quite a bit of baseball in the big leagues this year, um, mm-hmm. but you know he struggled at the plate, and, you know, but he's he's good with the. Uh, He's good with pitchers, and you know, so we'll see what happens with with Sandy, and and the same with Sutsugo. As I mean, there's just not a spot for him in the big leagues here, and there isn't going to be probably at any point, um, unless some things really go wrong for the Rangers. So, um, you know, it's that time, and I'm sure that uh, everything was uh, am am amicable am amicable amicable uh, between the two of them, or between the the two organ the two parties Ab- and uh, the Rangers, Abimelech, so, what Abimelech, what Abimelech, oh, triple yes. play, what? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I digress. <laughs> but, so Rangers bring back uh, Ian Kennedy on a minor league deal. So keeping that bullpen depth uh, going. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about. It. I mean, like he was so awful here, big league level this year. I oh, mean, if it's if it's for depth, I would much rather at this point see guys like Spees and uh, um, Church and uh, mm-hmm. maybe even maybe even like a Cody or Cole Wynn get an opportunity to pitch out of the bullpen before mm-hmm. I see you know before uh, before Ian Kennedy again. No, I, and I don't disagree, but you never you just never know. Uh, you no, you never do. And, I mean, nope. the guy closed then, uh, for two years ago, so you know. I mean. Anything is possible. Well, let's talk about some really cool Rangers news. Five Rangers representatives right now in the final phase of all-star voting. Uh, first, I'm sorry, second base, you have Marcus Simeon, who is actually leading. Uh, shortstop, you have Corey Seager, uh, second place right now in voting. Third base, I believe Josh Young overtook uh, the first place uh, position. And then you also have Adolis Garcia out there in right field and Jonah Heim uh, right there uh, at catcher. So get out there and vote for your Rangers. Uh, this, this, I, we were trying to figure out the last time the Rangers had this many uh, guys vying for an all-star yeah, spot. I mean, maybe, it, maybe Kinsler, Hamilton, Young. That's no. May, I yeah. mean, some pitchers. No. But the Rangers have yeah. some pitchers that deserve it too. Yeah. So. Well, the uh, Rangers could have a couple of pitchers in there, but, but hey, we were saying I think '92 might have been the last yeah. time where they had they had uh, they had Pudge, they had Sierra, they had Franco, Franco. they had Juan Gonzalez, Palmero. I believe, and then you also had Palmero Dean and Dean Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. So that might have been the last time uh, that Maybe. the Rangers had that many All Star players, but but we could be wrong. Uh, if you're listening in, uh, you know, if you got that info, or we might, we might, we might hit you up with that info tomorrow. But really hey, cool. Kim, I got I, a note I wanted to tell you that uh, sure. normally this would go on the down on the farm show, but okay. uh, we don't really have uh, one planned until this weekend because of my trip here. Um, what do you think of the idea that uh, uh, Louis Angel Acuna has been playing center field? Uh, or played center field the other night for Frisco. Well, I find it interesting. We've reversed roles here uh, with you asking me the questions, but I definitely have an opinion, and, and you know how, how high I am on 
Louis Angel Acuna. Uh, I think he reminds me a lot. And, and again, I'm not going to say uh, in terms of anything particular, but he really reminds me a lot of Zeke Duran as a guy that I just feel like is only going to get better once he gets to the major league level, that I think he is a major league talent. And there's just so many options that he gives you. Uh, and, and when I'm saying options, I'm thinking he has options on the team this year uh, with his versatility. He definitely has options on the team next year, but he's also a great trade piece if we're looking for uh, upgrading this team for a playoff run, although I would hate to see that. Um, I just think I just think right now, uh, as, as we've gone on, and of course, I think Evan Carter still on the position player side is the number one prospect for the Rangers as it stands, but but man, I'm telling you, there's something about Acuna that makes me feel like he's just going to be ready for the, he's the big, the big league, the lights and the, you know, lights, camera action in the big leagues. Is, isn't, no, I, I just think he's going to be a player in the league as long as, uh, you know, Wander Franco, he can keep his nose clean uh, and, you know, just, just keep his head on straight. But I don't think the game's going to be do, too big for him. And I think he's going to be a major league player either this year, uh, maybe getting 100 at-bats with the Rangers as a utility guy, uh, or, or even maybe getting more with another team that uh, after the trade deadline. Or certainly I think he's got a role at the big league level with his team next year. Well, and, and if he – and he's got that, that triangle. If he could play center field, you've got that mm-hmm. triangle, that shortstop, second-based center field. Where those are those three three positions where I kind of if you could play those three positions you could play anywhere on the field and mm-hmm. I think he's kind of got that kind of skill like he might be a tad small to play first base but Duran's out there playing some first base and you know you hit him in the chest you'll catch it you know you you hit him low he'll probably catch it uh, you know I don't I don't know exactly how that's going to work out for him I mean. I could see that if if um, the Rangers want a top of the line rotation piece uh, for that has future years on it, um, he may be the type of guy that uh, that the Rangers go after. But I don't think there's anything on the Rangers team that's like on the Rangers minor minor league farm system right now that's that's like untouchable. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Evan Carter is great, and he's going to be—he's their top prospect. And you know, I mean, and Owen White the same—he's great, and he's their top pitching prospect. But like at the at the end of the day, like a Come banner on, hangs forever. It. A yeah. banner hangs forever. A, a World yep. Series championship hangs forever in Oakland. They still get to hang World Series banners from the nineteen teens. Because mm-hmm. Oakland was winning world championships in Philly, and and that matters. And like yeah. you could hang that one banner if the Rangers had that one banner every time an Angel fan had something to say. You they couldn't they can't just got that banner in front of, you yeah. know nor you know in Houston every time that every time you talk about anything. Well, we got two. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't argue that. You know, I mean. No, and, and I, I'm. I'm with, no, I'm with you. Go ahead. I just, and and you just can't. You'll never be able to replace that banner. And I mean, you know, you don't want to see him give up too much for a rental or something like that. But but 
I feel like the Yankees gave up way too much. I mean, the Cubs gave up way too much for the Araldus Chapman in 16, but when he was throwing his 30th inning of the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in game seven of the World Series, you know, I mean, it was it, worth it. Yeah, I mean, whatever they gave up uh, for that, I mean, do you think they regret it? I don't think they do. And no. and again, I, I and I'm going to read it, and we're kind of off in a rabbit trail here, but I think I, I need to reiterate this point that the Rangers lost their number, their best pitcher on the team and maybe one of the top five pitchers in all of baseball this year. And that's a player they expected to have on this team this year and next year. And, and we're not going to see DeGrom until midseason next year. And we don't know what, what, the, what kind of Jake DeGrom we're getting after the surgery. That's not a knock. That doesn't mean that, that, I, that, that that's just the facts. And that's a position on this team that, yes, we're glad that Eovaldi has stepped up and we're glad that John Gray has stepped up. But those guys are not Jacob deGrom. That is not that they're not going to be that guy, no matter how good they are. And the reality is, is that if we can if the if there's a player like that available that we can get uh, to help carry us through the rest of this season and even through next season and even beyond, then to me, it's worth it because of the window that the Rangers find themselves in right now as really one of the best teams in all of baseball. And the thing is, you know, right now the Rangers, I mean, it's got to, they got to go out there and they got to go get them a Damo McCullough. Yep. Oh, a big it's be a, a first a round yeah. shipper. It's got to be a round draft pick. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. And, you know, on July 28th, it just came mm-hmm. down that uh, the blue chipper, Damo McCullough, he's going to have his first title defense as the Trinity River Heritage champion, champion, and it's going to be against the big 450-pounder Angel Camacho. Jesus. So that's going to be a huge matchup. <laughs> and look, I'm telling Damo, you know, I know he's going to come to me. If you remember the first show at Bat War Pro, mm-hmm. The old manimal, he pinned Angel Camacho right there in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. So, Damo, if you're listening, you know you could come to me. I got the answers that you need. I know he went right after you in that in that uh, in that uh, Hell's Half Acre tournament. So, you know, but that's a huge announcement. You know that um, that Kelly's Onion Burgers is going to be out back whipping up the burgers. You know Starry's Ice Cream is going to be there with uh, all the cool, refreshing ice cream that you're going to need on a hot Fort Worth 28th. And uh, if ice cream isn't your way to cool off, our guys from Martin House, they'll be there with all the beer you can drink. And, uh, you know, three big match announcements now. Um, but, the, but the big one today, Damo McCullough versus Angel Camacho for the Trinity River Heritage Championship. Uh, that's going to be on top of Justin James versus Brick Savage and Dante Smiley versus Chris Lyons. So uh, join us July 28th, Southside Preservation Hall, Fort Worth, Texas, 7 p.m. Belte. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the first time uh, when Brent McKenzie won that Trinity River Heritage Championship, it was like highway robbery. And let me tell you, the Rangers experienced a little bit of highway robbery a couple of a few nights ago against the Chicago White Sox with the most controversial baseball call I think I've seen in recent memory, maybe in all of sports, I, where the umpire literally cost the Rangers that ball game with one of the most bizarre calls I think I've ever seen. Well, and and you know, 
I want to say this first and foremost. I don't want to come on here every week and have to harp on players. I don't want to do that. I don't want to come on here and say, I mean, this was an umpire. And and don't get me wrong. The Rangers made mistakes to put themselves in a position to where that was the winning run. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the, the, the Rangers made their own mistakes. But the idea that like the biggest issue that I have with that call is, is MLB doubling down on the wrong call the next morning. And instead of just saying, hey, we made a mistake. Like, you know, they doubled down and they were like, oh, that was the right call. And it's not the right call. If Jonah Heim is blocking the plate right there, then where's the catcher need to catch the ball? The on deck circle and try and race back? Because that's what you're asking him to do. I mean, you need him to be in the in the uh, left handed batter's box to catch a ball and then try and make a play from there. I mean, it's it's gotten out of hand. Look, I understand trying to protect catchers. I get that. But this isn't protecting the catcher. This isn't no. protecting the hitter. All this is is, I mean, making baseball <laughs> not fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's doing. Like, this should, we should be able to have plays at the plate that don't get overturned because the catcher was blocking the plate. But let's be honest, he wasn't blocking the plate. No. I mean, like, he had one uh, foot. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I mean, Elvis Andrews had the whole plate to slide into. I'll never understand it. Look, I love Elvis. I ain't mad at him for for mm-hmm. you know what what he's done uh, with the White Sox, but that's just a bad call. And I mean, then for them to double down on it and um, ridiculous on the on the umpire and crew's part on Major League Baseball's part, and and I mean. It, did it cost the Rangers a game? I don't know that it cost them the game, but it did cost them an opportunity to play to win. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so frustrating in the NFL when, uh, you know, the referee will get a call wrong. And, you know, but at least when they go back and they say, and it's painful to listen to even, man, especially big games like playoff games and stuff, and you don't get to, you know, it really, it caught maybe even cost you your season, but they will come out and say, Hey, we missed the call. We messed it up and we were wrong. And major league baseball had the opportunity to do this. And the fact that they didn't, I think is just, it's just such a head scratching thing. I, I mean, it was clearly the wrong call, especially when, like you were saying, they were championing, championing a play all, all night long where the plate was actually blocked by somebody. Yeah. Uh, so it it's yeah. just really bizarre um and it really kind of kind of it, it does take a lot of attention away from a really great night uh by Corey Seager where he got three hits and five runs batted in just as hot as any baseball player in all of baseball right now and really one of the best hot streaks the Rangers have seen maybe since Josh Hamilton yeah, agree, agree, and I mean, uh, he's been the best player in baseball since he's been back, and uh, you know, uh, on a night where Ivaldi again kept him in a ball game, when a game that they were winning, uh, you know, I leave the restaurant at six to four, 
I get a text message on my way to the hotel. Uh, the refs or oh, the umpires got, cost that game, and, and it wasn't from you. It was from my brother. He, he he's mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I go look. They put themselves in a bad situation before I had watched the play, and then I watched the play, and I'm like, oh my, oh my, like that's that's mm-hmm. that's awful. And I mean, everyone agrees. It's not like there's anybody in baseball. I mean, like the White Sox and now the announcers were the funniest of all the people who watched that play. You know, I mean, because they couldn't understand, they couldn't believe it either. So it was just one of those things. It was like a weird day, night, and uh, you know, the Rangers they lose one. But uh, you know, the good thing about taking that first game is they got a real chance of winning that series the next day. And uh, you know, that's what they came out and they did. Yeah, and and before we get to that next game, just a couple of tidbits. Uh, again, another great night from the bottom of the order. Uh, this time it was Jankowski and Tavares. Jankowski has just been uh, way, way more than the Rangers. I would have ever imagined that he would be for this team, but he really has been a great contributor this year. Maybe maybe he's the, you know, David Freese or the, the Craig Council this year. Maybe that guy that, that becomes a legend only because he had a great year with the Rangers in one of their more legendary seasons. So that's, that's something we can hope for. The other tidbit thing that I want to point out is the first home run for Adalas Garcia in like two weeks. So glad yeah. to see him uh, get back on track with a double and a home run, uh, driving in some runs uh, that, you know, getting some, getting a, uh, getting his 58th run batted in and, and scoring a, a run. So. And another big point on that game, um, Martin Perez, a nice start on the road. Uh, he had been struggling on well, the road. I'm still for him. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm still on the Evolt. I'm still talking about that seven to six game. We haven't oh, even oh, gotten oh, to sorry, box score too, so it's it's all good. So I was just giving a few uh, oh, tidbits okay, on yeah. that game because because all we've really been able to talk about is the 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 crazy play at the play. But there there was right. a baseball game that went on as well, and uh, there were some good things that that for the Rangers that happened that night, uh, though they lost. Um, but you know what? It, let's let's do talk about that. Um, Sorry, let's talk I was about moving locations. I was moving you, locations you, because it got a little loud where I was at. Now we got thunder in the background. Great night. A little lock <laughs> in the in the match, but thanks for grabbing that hold, taking me over. Let's get it right back up here and do something. Well, and you know, um, it's a good. I've had those nights too, where I've had to move from room to room with a crying baby. So, so we all have them. But hey, you know, one of the things uh, we haven't really gotten to do too much lately is talk a lot of minor league baseball. So, of course, we got to talk a little bit of Louis Angel Acuna, uh, also another guy who's been who's back and hitting uh, hitting lights out right now is Evan Carter. So, two of the top prospects for the Rangers, uh, really playing lights out. And uh, I know we're a little bit slack this week on it because we have regular lives and sometimes we have vacations and sometimes we have things. Uh, so, so, you know, we have not really gotten to give you guys the info that from the minor league system on our exclusive content, which is called down on the farm with the boys, but we guarantee to make that up to you uh, as soon as we can get some time to sit down and, and do it outside of our regular show. And what we do on there is we talk about all things minor league baseball right now. We're, we're in the middle or right at the, the top 10 of our prospect list uh, for in the Rangers top 40 prospect list in the Rangers organization. And uh, also we go over news, box scores, uh, call-ups, call-downs, anything that's going on in the minor league, uh, we talk about it there. And so you can make us your one-stop shop uh, for all things Rangers organization-wide. It's just $1.99 a month. Go to our Spotify page or TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com and subscribe to 
today. Let's talk about the Rangers uh, closing out the series against the White Sox and doing what they have done better than almost any team in the league this year, winning a series. Well, I guess what I'll do is I'll start here with Martin Perez and, and talk about how, how how big it was for Martin Perez to have a good road start, worked seven innings, got one of the uh, the old school quality starts where he went seven with less than three. So uh, a good start for Perez. He did get a little bit of trouble in that seventh, but he worked his way through it and uh, got, a, got him a full seven. Uh, Spores was just lights out again man that dude again. right now on a different level than he's ever been in his entire life because all we talked about all offseason was will spores even be on the team come april mm-hmm. and now here we are heading into july heading into heading into the all-star break and this guy has been the best pitcher in that bullpen um with maybe the exception of will smith but i mean for the most part every time they've asked for anything from josh spores he's went out there and gave him and beyond and that's that's been exciting and will smith closed it down there um to get get the rangers through it and a good six to three win and i'll let you talk about the offense yeah yeah you know one of the unsung heroes right now for this rangers team because there are just so, so much star power across the board and that's nate low and uh, nate low had a pretty awesome night he had he went one for two at the plate um with uh, with a double, drove a run in, scored a run, but also he had three walks, getting his on-base percentage up to like 363. He's batting 273. Uh, Ops is sitting right around eight. So a guy that, that moved back up to that third slot um, after they kind of flip-flopped him and Young. Josh Young struggling just a tad right now but I think if we know anything about him is he is uh, he's not going to he's not going to settle for that. He's wanted bad away from being out of it. Right, I agree. And uh, two guys that uh, pretty much carried the offense uh, is uh, Jonah Heim and Zeke Duran. And, uh, you know, it just seems like every night it, it's either Zeke Duran and Tavares or Tavares and or Zeke Duran having a big night at the plate, uh, doing something special for the Rangers. And, and every night one of these guys on this offense, uh, on this team, picks the team up and carries them. Uh, one or two guys, you know, it's not always just Simeon and Seeger. Uh, that that have to that carry this team. Everybody's pulling their weight. Everybody's sitting around 800 ops right now, uh, just doing their thing. So the offense just really historic right now at this point in the season, where we're coming up on almost the halfway point uh, at the All Star break, and the Rangers uh, right now like approaching uh, historic uh, levels in terms of the offense that they've they've been rolling out there, and really even the pitching as well. So a lot of good things. Zeke Duran's already at nine home runs. Uh, he's almost caught up to Jonah Heim at 10, who Jonah Heim with his 54 RBIs has surpassed his career best before the All-Star break. So just a lot of good things to talk about uh, for the Rangers, two for five with runs in scoring position. So they got that monkey off their back. Uh, you know, not, not much bad. you can't say bad. Oh, one more thing I want to point out too. White Sox had a good pitcher out there on the mound. Kopech, uh, Kopech, Kopech. Yeah, Kopech. Uh, He's a pretty good pitcher, man. I mean, he's got some good stuff. I know he he struggled a little bit this year, but I would not mind having that guy uh, in my rotation. Yeah, no, he's one of those guys, and we saw a couple of those guys from the White Sox, and they've got a couple of more. Uh, you know, they're an interesting team. They're just one of those teams where they're struggling. You can't kind of figure out why they're struggling, but they're struggling, and they got a lot of valuable pieces. If those are coming this way or anything like that, I'm just saying they're, you know, I'm sure – that CY is doing his due diligence with the White Sox and, and 
when you see good pitchers on that thing from time to day, you know, I mean, almost every night they go out. And um, so, you know, you want to, you want to, uh, you want to explore all those options with those guys and see if one guys might come here and be able to, you know, cease or, or Kopich or, uh, you know, Gioletto on a, on a rental or Lynn on a rental, you know, they got lots of pieces and uh, lots of interesting pieces. So, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens on that key on that front. But uh, you know, yesterday Rangers had a day off um, of of the last one before the all-star break. So, uh, you know, if the Rangers don't make the all-star break, I'm not going to be too terribly upset about it because (laughs) they kind of need those three days or four days in between. But uh, um, last day before the all-star break, they're going to New York, so they're playing in Yankee Stadium tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure. They don't have a pitcher, uh, a probable down. Um, and I'm kind of thinking it may be Corey Brad- or Cody Bradford. Uh, and maybe if it's not Cody Bradford, uh, maybe John Gray. So, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure just yet where they're going with that or if they're going to try and get that guy, those guys a six-man rotation going into the All-Star break. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what a great uh, advertisement for uh, Cody Bradford, you know, who might be a guy that could uh, draw some attention at that trade deadline, put him out there on on national TV in front of the biggest audience uh, in America in terms of in baseball terms out there at Yankee Stadium. You know, everybody's going to be watching this game on Friday night. Uh, So, you know, whoever gets to start for the Rangers, it's going to be a it's going to definitely be all eyes on us. It's going to be a big series anytime you get to play the Yankees. It's always a great uh, opportunity just to kind of really get into the spotlight. It's almost like, you know, in in football, you know, you have your Sunday night, Monday night, uh, you know, football. And I know in baseball they have the Sunday night baseball game. But really, when you get the most exposure for your when you're playing the Yankee, when you're playing in uh playing in the American league, when you get a chance to play the Yankees, all eyes are on you. So I think it's a big series for the Rangers to, to kind of get out there again and, and show what they've got and doing it in Yankee stadium is always something special. And uh, I think the, I, I think it'll be a good, uh, it'll be a good test for the Rangers to play a really good team. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and make my predictions right now and say Rangers win another series, take two or three over the weekend uh, in Yankee stadium uh, against a bunch, against a bunch of old Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> or a few old Rangers. Yeah, Kev, I'm gonna per, I'm gonna hold off on my predictions. I'll, I'll predict for tonight. I think the Rangers will get Schmidt, and uh, we saw him earlier in the year. They got him pretty good. I think they'll do it again. But as for the other two, I'm gonna wait until the Saturday show when we pop on and talk about tonight's game to make my other predictions. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll send it back to you so you can get us out of here for tonight. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and we, we hopefully will uh, get a down-on-the-farm show up, but we'll probably also talk a little minor league baseball tomorrow just just because we haven't really gotten to get to it too much here uh, recently. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to get on out of here, and we'll catch up with you guys tomorrow. Don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media. That's TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. And thank you for supporting us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, yada, yada, yada. Thank you guys for tuning in. And this is Texas Rangers With The Boys signing out. We will see you tomorrow.